everyone, welcome to Soulless. I'm Iona and this is my podcast where we are bringing light to social justice issues. I have a really exciting topic to talk about today and an amazing guest um, to share her story. So Andrea, hello. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, like maybe three fun facts? Um, yeah, so hello, I'm Andra. I'm 18 and I'm from Belfast, Northern Ireland, um, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> um, and uh, three facts, three things you probably, well, one thing you probably don't know about me is um, that I'm from Romania. And um, another thing is that I love reading. I, I really love reading, especially uh, fiction because, so fiction, fantasy, it, because it just, it, you know, it transports you to this different world where you can be. Uh, anything and just get away from real life uh, which sometimes is actually really nice and the third thing that um, is that I have an obsession with Canada I don't know why I've never visited Canada uh, but just like I don't know just a general vibe from the people because they're so lovely and so nice and just Canada as a country is really really nice um so I'd love I cannot wait to go there I you know it's it's one of those countries that I cannot wait to go to yeah I have a pen pal in Canada and like she's so nice and everything about Canada sounds so nice and like Tim Hortons maple syrup like exactly. what more could you actually want I mean exactly. I'd love to visit Canada if anyone wants to spot either of us to go to Canada yeah, like, please honestly please. <laughs> free plane ticket anytime what? anything on <laughs> deck place on the plane like anything oh, yeah. please um <laughs> so I always ask this question at the start of the podcast because the name of the podcast is soulless which is the Irish word for light so what is something that's brought light into your life during lockdown um right now well there have been two kind of main things that have brought light into my lockdown and first of all it has been my friends and it's just been so so nice to see how supportive and how lovely they have been and how they have you know checked in and called me and we've watched movies together and just support and really supported me throughout lockdown because it's been you know it's been so hard to be able to never see them for months at the time and um just to be able to even even have a movie night it was a bit different from your general daily routine um so yeah my friends have been quite have been really nice um and then generally just the sense of community that you get from um from people right now because I think COVID has been like both a blessing and a curse in terms of it has really brought people together um so you know regardless of race and nationality and gender and uh, religion they have they have really you know it shows that coronavirus doesn't discriminate against anyone and everybody can be affected and just the support you know seeing people um, support each other and like buy things for each other and yeah it's it's been really nice yeah and you're actually friends with Ali who was on the podcast and um, talking about period poverty which is just like <laughs> wow like you both are inspirational and then also I always talk about like this about how like lockdown and the coronavirus has sort of brought us all together as a community mm -hmm. like you said like it's just 
made us all support each other because we're all in the same boat going through the same stuff so I think it's made people realize like actually we're all the same so I really love that about it um mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love how you're having movie nights and things like that like it really just breaks the monotony of it because every day seems kind of the same but then when you have something to look forward to it just like I oh, know it makes it so much better yeah. um so on to today's topic which is climate activism and how did you sort of first get passionate about it like what was the thing that sparked it um, I've always been I've I've always been kind of an outdoorsy sort of person. So like as a young child, I would spend any time I would get outside with my friends playing or cycling or just generally just just being outside I love that and I really really hated the confinement in your own home thing uh, because seeing your menu was really hot all the time like throughout the day so most people just went inside um, you know at the peak like temperatures in the afternoon but me and my friends were all just like outside the whole time playing so I developed a really um like a really big interest in the natural world because being out so much and seeing how everything interacts with everything and how everything is actually like interconnected in this kind of life cycle and how you get so much from nature you get sort of this like really nice mental kind of peace um from being outside and it's both physically and mentally um obviously uh, like there's an advantage for both um so that was that was really what sparked my interest in the natural world and like appreciating it and then after you know after hearing terms like climate change and ecological crisis and climate crisis at the start you because there isn't so much information on it and the urgency of the issue isn't really portrayed you think it's just another you know you think it's just another issue that's going to get resolved and just another issue that we we have time it's you know an issue for the future um but as you as i kind of learn more about it as i saw people fighting for climate justice and really really getting that message of how important um it is that we don't exceed the 1.5 degrees um i started really getting into climate activism as per se um so that was yeah so now i just really um i really surround myself with as much information as possible and i'm just trying to make as much a, a, a difference as i can I mean, I was I was an outdoorsy child too. Like, there's a photo of me at the dinner table with my um, bicycle helmet on, just like ready to go right back out. Like, I just I miss those days. Um, I really I love nature as well. Like, I love take I love photography and taking photos of it because it's just so it's just so beautiful. Like, it's that one thing that's always a constant. Like, you know, there's always just going to be like this beautiful nature, but technically there isn't always going to be this beautiful nature if we continue going the way that we're going. so what are some of the things that you've done and you're doing to make a, like to raise awareness and make a difference? Because I know you have an Instagram account um, and things like that. So what are some of the things you've done? Um, th- that's a very, very long list of things that I've done. Um, but I'm, I'm really, I've been trying to be a part of as many organizations as I possibly can. And I think at the start, it was kind of, a thing of oh I don't want to miss out on this and I don't want to miss out on that but now I'm just trying to get myself kind of into different 
um, organizations because they both they all focus on climate change and climate justice but on different sort of on different fronts so like outside outdoor learning and uh, kind of divesting from fossil fuels and everything so what I think one of the main things um, that I'm happy to have been a part of um, was the climate, uh, well, a climate emergency was declared in Northern Ireland um, in February 2020 because of the climate strike, for, uh, because of the climate strikes. Um, so seeing politicians really engage with young people and understand that we are really uh, concerned about this and that we really care about this and you know, for them to declare a climate emergency even though Northern Ireland was the last country to do it in the UK it was still um, it was still uh, really exciting but obviously the story doesn't end there because there needs to be um, actual change you know and um, so we didn't stop there we continued fighting for um, a climate bill um so we had a climate act campaign which then prompted other organizations to be able to um sort of put together friends of the earth put together a climate bill which is currently being actually discussed uh in the speaker i think it's still in the speaker's office i'm not sure um but it hasn't got passed because mr edwin Poots decided that he didn't agree with um the climate bill so he wants he put together one of his own um so we'll see how that goes um but most recently actually uh what i've been involved in was um the our bright future campaign under Asta wildlife which actually focuses on outside learning for people our age so for primary school well actually for everyone from primary school to secondary school and kind of um we've been doing videos with jcoms media actually which are really exciting so um focusing on the benefits of outside learning and how you can incorporate outside learning into different subjects you know subjects that people don't really think about and kind of the importance of having climate change um you know um of having um learning about climate change and ecological crisis and everything uh in the in the curriculum and for that to be a part of the curriculum not only like an outside organization coming to speak to you but yeah and it's it's been really exciting and it's been really well received as well so um there have been loads of conferences and everything so that's that's really nice and i'm excited to see where that goes <laughs> i genuinely don't know how you like do your schoolwork and get your homework done like <laughs> i can hardly focus on my schoolwork like on its own like you do so much and um like i love how it's all not all but you know a lot of young people are really stepping up and saying like actually this is our future that's at stake and you know we are passionate about this mm -hmm. and the fact that it has you know it has declared climate emergency and things like that because of you know sort of we put pressure on the government to actually act on this and I know you've basically just touched on this um in the last question but what have you sort of been able to change through what what you're doing um so yeah that's so the climate act, the climate act bill, or, or the climate bill, is something that we've really been. Um, we've it's been kind of a big achievement for young people because um, 
just fighting to fighting to get that and having this kind of ready oven built by um by friends of the earth um ready oven doesn't make sense sorry <laughs> oven ready built um yeah this oven ready built by um by friends of the earth has been really um yeah has been like a really big achievement because northern ireland oh i don't know i feel like in some ways um, some people actually, some politicians are very, very supportive of what we do, and it's it's something that is at the top of their agenda. But obviously, it's not at the top of the agenda of of the environment, the minister for the environment and agriculture, um, and it's just, you know, it's just something that it's going to be harder to push through because of that. Um, so a lot of young people have actually been calling for a uh, independent environmental agency in Northern Ireland, um, which makes sense. Although some people don't want to split, you know, agriculture and environment department sort of into, but it'd be independent. And so, uh, yeah, I, so I would say that was a big achievement. Um, and obviously declaring a climate emergency. Um, and well personally for me uh what i really really enjoyed was last year i acted as youth ambassador for um northern ireland in the youth climate summit which took place in november which was an a sort of event a week-long event which ran live every day from eight or nine uh, until about six and um yeah for a week and it was really it was educational it was for teachers and um around the around the uk and it was so so engaging and i really enjoyed doing that um and i think it it really brought to light a lot of issues and a lot of concerns from young people and from that we took the main asks from uh sort of throughout the week and then we took them to the sustainable innovation forum um and they're going to be discussed at cop 26 this year which is very very exciting because it's a it's it's a big deal you know and it's something that we've been able to achieve so I'm excited about that. That is amazing and I love the phrase oven ready like the bill is just it's ready yeah. to go to come out of the oven and just <laughs> just to be used um and obviously there are politicians um who maybe do not support it and that's maybe holding it back but I think people don't know how much has actually been done I mean even in the last year during the pandemic like things might have been on hold but this was not on hold things were going on in the background and so much was happening and that I mean those talks and things that you were doing for teachers just it sounds so exciting I mean the fact that you're doing this at 18 is just it's amazing and I think people will definitely be inspired and also just like interested to hear there are actually things happening and ongoing things that are going to be happening so people need just to get involved and things like that and also I will link events and things like that down in the description um do you have sort of any advice for people wanting to make a difference to like an issue that they're passionate about? Um, well, yeah, my advice uh, for that would be, you know, like letting go of that fear of being judged by others for what you're doing um, and just really taking it 
and you know like taking it up on yourself and going and doing it so if you're passionate about something go and join um go and join a group with like-minded people that are going to help you grow that are going to help your interest in that um kind of in that issue you're interested in grow as well so um i think just yeah just doing that and if you're maybe alone uh in that and you and there isn't maybe an organization that offers kind of that um you know that that are looking at that particular issue sometimes you know sometimes some issues are very taboo in certain you know like men, maybe well mental health um if there's a lot of organizations but you know what i mean um and yeah just just taking that first step and maybe starting something on your own and you'll see that if that happens young people other people would come and support you but it's just the hard really hard thing is taking that first step and saying okay i'm gonna do this because i think it's sometimes it's really hard to motivate yourself because you think oh somebody else would do it and um you know um yeah and something will change at some point but you just have to realize that maybe that's probably what the majority of people are thinking somebody else will do it so why not you just you know just take it out go and do it <laughs> and definitely i think it's it's talked about a lot like surround yourself with wiser older people or like-minded people mm -hmm. and that is definitely something that's like um inspires people to keep going mm -hmm. and to, to do what they love because they're constantly surrounded by people who love the same thing but obviously not everybody has access to that so yeah. you know when you're on your own it is just it's scary but it is taking like a leap of faith about something that you're passionate about and um like as you said people are definitely just going to follow um and to you know be inspired by you and it is scary but taking that leap of faith is just all it's needed and it sort of brings me on to my next question um Greta Thunberg which we're thinking is the pronunciation of the surname but we don't know <laughs> um she really did like take a leap of faith I mean she is so young and yet she is you know kind of a leader kind of sort of an image for the climate activism movement um and when people think about climate change you know they think about her so what is your opinion of her like what do you think about her is she a role model or an idol you know what do you think about her yeah she's she's great i mean i do i i love everything that she does and i completely agree i wouldn't say i idolize her um because well that's just not something you know i don't idolize anyone because of my beliefs but um i just um i just i really love what she does and i really really like the fact that she uh she doesn't go in um you know just shouting at politicians being like this is my opinion and this is what you should do she really really takes on the science and um speaks through that and you know she she really says it as it is which is uh, which is something that i honestly i really like about people i don't like it when politicians just go round and round in a circle and never touch you know just touch lightly upon the point but we don't say it she says it as it is and i love it and it's just like we don't have time to waste and it's true that we really don't have time to waste and um yeah and i just like that uh i like that she does that um and i think because of her more young people have been inspired to take that to take that step to be able to 
um, to say, oh, I'm not alone um, at all. It just inspires people from like different backgrounds to say that, uh, to sort of come and fight for this. Um, so I think she's she's really a big inspiration. She's really kind of the spark that ignited this flame of like climate activism. Definitely. And like, I think you were saying earlier about how she doesn't state her own opinion. Like she, she yeah. speaks through the signs, which is the hard truth that we, you know, we need to hear. And um, also she doesn't speak her own opinion because there are so many other people out here fighting for the same thing. And I think that really there are probably people who do idolize her but it kind of takes her off that pedestal a little bit it's like she is actually the exact same as me and as, especially you who are really fighting for this um cause you know everybody who is passionate about climate activism is on the same level as her obviously she's a leader and people see her like that but you know she she was just that person who took that step um and it's great to have a leader and like a role model to look up to um to sort of speak the mind of the people like who are interested in this so I yeah I know I think she's great and I think she's just so brave like she's so young and she's just speaking in front of the president and things like that like it's just amazing um so the last question basically I have is what are some things that we can do to help or to educate ourselves because I think that one thing that is talked about is like um to help sort of be more eco-friendly is like turn your yeah. tap off when you're brushing your teeth or like turn the light off when you leave a room and yeah those are great but you know that's not just it so what are some things that we can do yeah I think as you're saying kind of the generic things you're taught in school like especially junior school like turn your lights off turn the tap off to save water and while that is important and it does save resources and um especially you know especially water because you wouldn't think it but in northern ireland there is kind of a water crisis even though it like rains all the time um, but it's just because there's so much demand and people are using consuming so much more and not only in terms of water but in terms of everything but i can get to that later <laughs> but um yeah i think just um making sustainable choices yes um so things like fast fashion and um just being mindful of where you buy your um products where do they come from who are they made are they eco-friendly do you know at what cost did that product come to your house and it's something maybe that people don't really think about because um they I don't know it's it's easy it's cheap and it's kind of nice to be able to buy something um that's just right there you can just pick it up you don't have to worry about it but um yeah just being more environment just eco kind of eco aware but I think I find one of the most one of the best things you can do is really educate yourself um because as you say, there isn't really that much education in school, apart from, you know. Yeah, so in terms of what people can do, other young people, um, I'd say the main thing is kind of educating yourself, because as you were saying earlier about kind of schools touching just only upon like the minor things that do make a difference. Um, so like turning off your uh, turning off the water and turning off your lights and everything yeah that does save resources um but it's not you know 
individually it may make you feel better and um kind of um make you feel more environmentally friendly and it, it is it is useful in its own ways but overall i don't it doesn't make that big an impact in terms of globally um so in terms of climate change and everything but so i would say kind of the main thing is educating yourself uh firstly just around the whole issue like watching documentaries so david attenborough's documentaries are really good because they're really um they're really nicely lay out um kind of what issues we're facing um what the science is saying about it how much time do we have to kind of right these wrongs and um sort of what solutions and the solutions have always always been there but people just they don't feel comfortable accepting the solutions because it's going to hurt the pockets of some really rich people so um uh so yeah it's just really educating yourself education is kind of just eradicates that ignorance that we all have and it's not out of you know the bad out of the fact that we were bad people or something but because maybe that's not readily available and you just have to be, do a bit of digging to be able to find it but um again yeah that's so yeah i'd say educating yourself watching things reading and also kind of realizing that it's not so much individual change it's change at a kind of at a at a governmental at a country sort of level. So that change from fossil fuels to green energy, and that change to a circular economy that's gonna make the most difference. And realizing that it's big polluting corporations like fossil fuels and fast fashion industry who are polluting the land, who are kind of putting unprecedented levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere which leads to kind of global warming and it's really those people who have to do the most changing um but they they tend to really focus it on individuals so they tend to really really blame individuals to kind of take the limelight from themselves um and just being aware of that um and while you can make ethical choices so um from shops that maybe um, don't, so from shops that aren't kind of high street fashion or uh, buying locally from farmers and things like that, like that's things you can do to change uh, in your own life. And you'll see that there is that sort of, you know, you get a sort of satisfaction, but ultimately it's kind of what's happening at the top that's most important. Um, and that's what's gonna impact the biggest change so really holding those um corporations accountable for what they're doing because oftentimes what they do is they uh, place their factories in ledcs uh which have poor kind of worker rights they they have actually they most of the time they don't even have worker rights um and they have maybe no environmental policy or very weak environmental policies which leads to kind of pollution and um just this kind of mass um manufacturing of things that most people don't need and what I found actually uh, really interesting in um, David Attenborough's documentary on, uh, it's called Extinction the Facts, um, is that people today have become so um, focused on material possessions. And even though they 
have more possessions that hasn't been making them happier so necessarily so having more possession doesn't necessarily mean ending happiness um in actual fact is you know like everybody probably listened to this note um that the mental health crisis is going up and up and up and having that material possession isn't actually uh making you any happier so why do people have like that much stuff do you know what i mean and um yeah it's just things you don't need and stuff like that um and thinking about that um and i think um yeah and one actually shocking fact that's kind of last thing i think and uh, one shocking fact is that a person in so a person like me and you um we're using four times more resources than somebody in an LEDC and oftentimes when it comes to climate change they, uh, people in LEDCs are blamed for um, climate change because of overpopulation uh, which is complete rubbish uh, because the earth can sustain people and just blaming it on them is just like a scapegoat, a scapegoat um, from kind of rich MEDCs which are kind of <laughs> impacting so much more um, climate change and they are kind of responsible for the biggest proportion of emissions. Um, so yeah, um, it, it just education is the best thing you can do. Yeah, and we actually did a podcast episode on fast fashion and how to shop ethically. Um, and I love that we're touching on it again because I want people to know that like we're being very hard on ourselves like these companies are like purposefully targeting um people and especially low-income families and people in you know LEDCs and things like that to buy the clothes because they're cheaper and things like that um so it's not our like our fault um and it is these corporations are actually to blame um and we are being very hard on ourselves um you know putting a lot of pressure on ourselves but also I think it is a lot about being mindful as well like going into your day and cutting out these like unnecessary things that add to it as well are very good but obviously as you said it's not really down to the individual it is more like a country level um which is really interesting to hear um but yeah thank you so much for being on the podcast today Um, um we need to mention during the podcast you got a call to be yeah. on BBC Radio Ulster, do you want to talk about that for like a little bit? <laughs> yeah, um, so as I was talking about maybe earlier, if you kind of um, still remember, um, our Bright Future campaign under Ulster Wildlife uh, kind of released this, uh, we've been working on it since June or July of last year, and we, um, there are three main asks in um, in the in our in the campaign which is learning more outdoors um uh green jobs and just youth voice in the sort of in every just in the government and um so we focused on learning outdoors and we came up with a series of videos put together by jcoms um about the benefits of learning outdoors um what things you can do uh what things teachers can do within their subject areas to incorporate outdoor learning and how actually how it's how it's very very beneficial for pupils to be outside in terms of kind of having um just being outside i think being in the fresh air it just brings whole new concentration levels and everything and how important that is so um yeah there is um bbc uh good morning Alster. um 
has kind of invited us to do an interview around that um, tomorrow at noon, which I'm not sure when they're going to play yet, but um, yeah, so it, it will be nice to be able to talk about that and share it and, and get the word out there. So go and check out the videos um, also while I've put together, well, we put together as a group um, so you can, um, you can kind of give them a watch. It's on the Also Wildlife Twitter account. Um, I will definitely link them down below and just listen mm -hmm. out um, on Good Morning Oscar for um, Andrew's interview because that is just so exciting and what a coincidence that we were recording yeah. at the time. Um, but no, thank you so much. I will link everything down below, your Instagram, everything. You've been such an amazing guest today and it's just been such an educational um, episode um, and I gave you such a short time to pick out your answers which I'm sorry about but you just you did an amazing job like thank you so so much and to everyone who is listening um, tune in next time and I'll see you soon bye